Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Simmer Down with Viv. It's a new week. First off, again, want to share how much I appreciated your feedback. And we got through last week's episode together. It was a tough one, but we got through it together. The feedback that I got from you guys between the DMs, the emails, and just writing on the post itself was absolutely overwhelming in the most positive way. A lot of you shared that you guys were going through the same thing and that you felt that you weren't alone and you're never alone. So I want to let you know, thank you. And I appreciate you guys listening as always. This week's topic was inspired by one of the resolutions I made for 2019. And it was to make my carbon footprint a little smaller. What does that mean? It's to go a little greener in ways that I found myself to be wasteful. So um, it's November. Happy November 1st. And I figured it's a good checkup on those resolutions. I've done a checkup back in June and I've done a checkup now because we only have two months left of 2019. And I have to say, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. I am way more mindful about what I'm using, what I'm wasting and trying to spread that news. So this week, I went on a field trip with my company to a recycle plant. First off, I recycle at home. However, it is extremely confusing. I feel like there are so many rules. There's always a number on the bottom. Does that mean you can recycle that? Or sometimes these are not virgin plastics. Sometimes colored plastics aren't accepted. What do you recycle? Glass, metal, plastic, paper? If it's dirty, like I have no idea. So luckily I went and I was able to bust some of those myths with these experts. And I wanted to share some of that information with you guys. So first off, especially if you live in New York City, um, you have three things to recycle in terms of the blue and the green. I don't know if it's other states. Please let me know if you have a different bin color. But blue is with the metal, rigid plastic, glass and cartons and then you have the green which is mixed paper and cardboard okay so so far that's not too hard right well the myth for new york city was that i have always thought was that you had to rinse and clean out all your plastic jars luckily for the five boroughs of new york city we do not have to do that don't get me wrong. Do not throw in half a jar of peanut butter. Um, they said if you can rinse it, it's great. You can make sure you don't have some pests at home or some mice unwanted visitors. But for the most part, New York City is very lucky that we don't have to do that. Okay, and then there are little caveats. What can't you recycle? You cannot recycle batteries. I didn't know that. I always threw it in there and now it's a big whoopsie. That is just trash, aka waste. You cannot recycle plastic bags. What? I recycled all my plastic bags unless I'm using them for another use such as like doggy bags or garbage bag liners. You cannot recycle plastic bags. You cannot recycle squeeze tubes and pouches. I guess like toothpaste stuff. You cannot recycle plastic foam. Plastic foam is like styrofoam and things like that. So when she was going through our presentation, a lot of people raised their hand when we were asked what rigid plastic was. We thought we knew what that meant. Apparently we don't. So rigid plastic has structure water bottles, the plastic milk jugs, when you have laundry detergent, plastic hangers, plastic takeout, uh, plastic yogurt containers, anything like that. When it's soft and doesn't have a shape, aka plastic bags, it is not a recyclable item. It actually damages the machine. And if you have a plastic bottle cap, caps were a huge topic in this whole presentation. If you have a plastic bottle cap, such as a plastic water bottle, keep those bottle caps on. 
Yes, you heard me. Keep those on because what happens is if you keep them separate, they fall through the tracks of the recycling plant and it becomes waste. If you have a glass bottle and a plastic cap or a metal cap, take it off. Those are all mixed different materials. They cannot be recycled in the same place. Okay, so now let's talk about the paper, the green. We have mixed paper and cardboard. Mixed paper have newspapers, magazines, um, gift wrapping paper, and then there's cardboard, which is like pasta boxes, pizza boxes. However, if it's soiled, which means there's tons of grease and it's dirty, you cannot recycle it. Paper gets reused in another way, um, such as like Amazon boxes or recycled newspapers. However, when it's dirty, it contaminates all of it. But you still can recycle the top. So rip off that top part of your dirty pizza box. No, rip off the bottom. That's where your grease is. Rip off the bottom part of your dirty pizza box and recycle the top. A few things that you cannot recycle are hardcover books, wax, and soft paper. You want to know a fun fact? You know those cartons that you get from like chicken stock or if you get like almond milk, those containers that have a the Tetra Pak? What's in there is a film of metal. You cannot recycle that into paper because of that metal you can recycle that into the metals the blue bin and what they take from that thing it there's a very very thin clean piece of soft paper and they extract that and they make toilet paper from it who knew that you can have this whole circle of food product until tissue product right it's it's all being used in the same place and um it's fascinating i i love how we are reducing reusing and recycling one thing that also blew my mind was the difference between appliance and electronic you can recycle appliances i never knew you can throw in a toaster oven i always thought that was waste another appliance is like a blender which has many parts there's metal there's plastic and there's glass so be sure to recycle your appliances you can always call 311 or check with dsmy the website another thing that you cannot do don't get it confused is an electronic what is an electronic something you can like a little computer like a phone you cannot recycle um an ipad a computer what else is an electronic the kind of like the game systems like ps4 xbox those have to be disposed properly but again you can always google all of this information wow we dived really deep into recycling really really quickly there's one other thing that's part of recycling or reducing our waste it's compost I love composting. It is something I'm really passionate about and I absolutely think it's amazing. So what is compost? Composting is a way of decomposing organics. And by organics, I don't mean it has to just be like organic apples, organic bananas, nothing like that. No, no, no. It just means food. It means you can compost your food scraps like apples, pizza, chicken, fish bones, um, eggshells, pasta, vegetables anything like that also yard waste you have plants leaves especially with the season coming up all the all those leaves from the beautiful trees pumpkin hey halloween is over so compost that guy too it is great organic matter it gives rich vitamins and minerals back to the soil another few things that you can compost is food soil paper so like napkins paper plates coffee filters coffee ground is such a nice treat for your compost It eats it up really well and it gives such nutrients back. So how do you compost? Well, I have a bin at home. It's like a little travel size cooler. I put all my food scraps in there and I pop it in my freezer and I take it to work. If you don't have 
that, you can always pack it up again in your freezer. I freeze it so it doesn't smell because at the end of the day, it's food scraps, right? And we don't want it to stink up your house, your apartment. So freezing it kills all the smell. You can also bring it to farmer's market. I think there is a collection. The only thing about composting is you have to be careful about what is accepted. Some compost collectors do not accept chicken bones or fish bones or any kind of meat. They only want your veggie scraps and and also no dairy. Um, so only one veggie and fruit scraps. So be sure to check out the collector, the bin. You can always ask them. Um, sometimes there's also no processed food. So keep your Doritos and your Cheetos out of your compost unless it is a bigger, stronger compost system. I know in certain parts of New York City and neighborhoods, they are rolling out brown bins and those are compost collecting bins. Those are fantastic. My neighborhood has them. Um, my parents actually have one and sometimes I bring it over to them. However, in bigger apartment buildings, like mine we do not have that and um I spoke to the lady about how to get those bins part of the building and we have to speak to management so if you are really interested in that again you can always google you can always find all this information on www.myc.gov and they can show you exactly how to recycle food scraps electronics clothing and textiles harmful products donations schools businesses and then there's always decals and information that you can share Okay, so now that we know what this topic is all about, I gave you the basic 101. I am going to share some photos of the Recycle Plan. Before we get started, the Recycle Plan is a private company that is a third party of Department of Sanitation of New York City. It is called Simi Municipal. I'm going to tag them on my account. They are a fantastic company. I learned so much. And even having that conversation and being in the recycle plan of how they sort things, it made me want to spread that message more and more. But I want to share with you of how this passion grew, how I wanted to be greener, how I want to love the planet more and more. So in 2018, there were tons of things on social media about being greener, carbon footprint. But the thing that stuck out to me the most was plastic straws. I'm sure you guys seen it. It was the plastic straw that was stuck in a sea turtle's nose or mouth. I'm pretty sure it was his nose. And he couldn't breathe. And they pulled it out. And if the diameter of the straw fit perfectly into the sea turtle's nostril. And that that struck a chord to me. Because I love using straws. Correction. I loved using straws. And seeing that was just not worth it. I was like, there's no way I need to use a straw that badly that it's harming our sea life. I never even knew our waste went into the ocean. So I started researching what other things, alternatives I can use with a straw, especially I have a smoothie every single day and a straw really helps. So from plastic straw, I went to paper straw. And you know the things about paper straws. If you don't drink fast enough, it becomes part of your smoothie and it's absolutely disgusting and it wilts and it's, I don't want that. So I started looking for a glass straw and that was such a life changer. A glass straw is a straw that I bring everywhere I go. If I forget it at home or I just don't have it with me, then I I don't use a straw at all. Uh, there's also silicone straws. There's uh, metal straws. Straws took such a movement in 2018 because everyone was like, the sea turtle thing went viral. So I started looking like, what else can I do in 2019 to lower that footstep, that carbon footstep? Another thing I use is plastic bags. Oh, It makes me feel like I'm failing my planet when I use a plastic bag. Sometimes when I go to the market and I don't expect to go food shopping after work, I don't have one. Or I'm already using mine, I buy too much. Um, I always have a foldable tote or I have a 
bigger canvas tote depending on how much I get. When I do have a plastic bag, I do reuse it. I do, I lie in garbage bags or I take things that are grease. If you have frying oil, I let that cool. I put it in a plastic bag and then I throw it in the trash because I don't want it spilling out everywhere. There are actually some states that have banned plastic bag altogether. California being number one, Hawaii is number two. I've been to both of those states and it is, it's great. You're like, do I really need this plastic bag? Because they'll make you pay 15 cents for it. And you're like, I don't. I will carry in my two little arms or I shove whatever I can in my purse. Good news, New York City. As of March 1st of 2020, we will also be joining that band. So get your totes. Totes are so cute. And you get such a sense of accomplishment that you are helping to fight the plastic bag. Join the band. Make that carbon footprint a little smaller. A lot of countries actually banned it already. Like Japan and Europe, you have to pay. And it's not even an option sometimes. They're like, you don't have a bag? Good luck. Don't buy a lot. Another thing is plastic wrap. It is so useful. I grew up using it a lot. And I realized that it is really bad for the environment because it's not rigid plastic. You can't recycle it. And it's just, it becomes this ball. And I'm sure it's floating in the ocean somewhere. And oftentimes, one piece of plastic is not the way to go because it gets stuck to each other. So you probably end up throwing that and you're ripping out another one. So with plastic wrap, I switched over to bees wrap. Is it the same? It's not. It's really not. But am I making a difference? Yes. So instead of putting plastic wrap on everything, I do use bees wrap. Bees wrap is a material that is made from bees wax and you can cover bowls exactly what you do with plastic wrap, but you use the warmth of your hand to melt that wax a little so it can cover your bowl. It's not as sticky as plastic wrap, but it's definitely a good alternative. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't warm it or it's not holding the bowl right. What I do is I think of alternative storage container and I use my mason jar. Mason jars have been around forever and they come in a variety of sizes, little tiny babies to big ones. And I have to say, I have so many things in my fridge and my freezer in mason jars that I am a huge fan. Sometimes I don't like the metal lids because it does get a little stuck. So I switch over to the plastic lids, but I reuse it so many times. It's not a single use plastic. It's as if you use any lid and it's great and it's also a little easier if you have kids they have a little better grip another great thing i like to use are reusable zip top bags stasher bags i love stasher bags but you don't have to buy the name brand i have a variety of them they're great because sometimes when you just want to bring some fruit to work or some snacks you can pop them in and you can wash them out they're silicone and they're food grade so you can just keep rinsing them out the only exception to this rule is when I am cooking or marinating raw meats. Um, I do like to use the plastic one-time use single because it gets so greasy and, of you know, germs and bacteria. But I am trying to be better about that. So I buy the bigger ones and I only have those for marinade. So little, little steps, one moment at a time. Still great rather than using all the little sandwich baggies. And last but not least, I love using my hydro flask. My hydro flask or my swell or any kind of bottle that keeps beverages cool or hot. I use it every day. They are on the pricier side, but because they can keep beverages hot or beverages cold, I have an option of putting my hot tea in there or my cold smoothie and I commute to work. Also, when I have a bottle like this, I bring it everywhere I go. I bring it when I'm traveling and I just refill it constantly so I'm not buying water. So you're saving money, you're saving the planet, and it's at the temperature that you love. So it's the best thing. Okay, if you are not convinced about recycling or composting right now, even though we spent some time together talking about it, do some research. I want you guys to Google the Great Pacific 
Garbage Patch. It debuted in March 2018. Actually, it didn't debut then. That was when it had the hype of news. It is an island of floating gross plastic. It's man-made. By man-made, I mean it's us. We throw crap into the ocean and it somehow form together. It's a floating island of garbage. And it's really sad. And we need to be more mindful. And if you look at that and it doesn't say something to you, then you need to look at it again. It's a huge issue. We have so much plastic. And if we continue the way we are going, the oceans are going to be filled with more plastic and waste rather than sea creatures and fish and beautiful life. And it's killing the coral. So try to do your part. It's really important. We want to save the oceans for generations to come. And our planet needs us. If you're not trying to do all of those things, just try to change one thing. If it's not using a straw at a restaurant for one day, try it. Then try for a week. Then try for a month. And then try for a year. One small change can make a huge difference in Mother Nature, especially the ocean. So please, please, please give it a try. And of course, the recipe of the week, we're at this moment. We're getting a little hungry together. It's all about using the whole product. So today I'm going to show you how to make a carrot top pesto pasta. And it is using everything from the root to the tip. So we're using the carrot top to make a pesto. It's delicious. It has some mint leaves in there to bring out some freshness. We're using the little carrot pieces. We're going to blanch a little. And then we're going to toss them into the pasta itself. I actually used a chickpea pasta this time because I just wanted to give it a try. If you guys don't want to use chickpea pasta, feel free to use regular pasta. There's so many great things about this recipe. First off, you could just make the pesto itself and forget the pasta and give it away as gifts in little mason jars for the holidays or just because gifts. I love making this because I can also bring it to work and I don't have to heat it up. It's it's like a pasta salad with little chunks of sweet carrots. It's a nice balance of everything. And if you want, you can make it just for a sweet meal for your earth-loving friend, knowing that there was absolutely no waste. You use the whole carrot. There's not even compost. So I encourage you to make this recipe together and this can be your first step to being a little greener. But before we sign off, there is one other thing I wanted to mention. So there are three R's, right? Reduce, reuse, and recycle. The first thing you can do is to reduce. Reduce the amount of waste we take in, reduce the amount of things that we buy. Be mindful about consumption. We always have the power with our dollar. And then the second is to reuse buying glass jars or buying things that you can constantly go back and forth will reduce the amount of waste it all works hand in hand and of course we are human we are going to create some kind of waste but we have the power to recycle the waste that we create so when it's possible try your best to recycle and it comes back in a new life and then we can use that product again and always buy things that support such a cost buy utensils that are compostable Buy things that are made with a second life, like a comb that's made with recycled bottles or clothing. You have the power and it starts with you. So let's save the ocean and the planet. Let's make that carbon footprint a little smaller. Thank you so much for listening and go green. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gushkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. When I'm prepping food and there's raw proteins involved, I always use a plastic cutting board. Why? Because I don't want cross-contamination. And material 
has the perfect cutting boards. They're actually called reboards. They've come in four vibrant colors, and you want to know the best part? They come from 75% recycled plastic, 25% sugarcane, and 100% dishwasher safe. My two favorites are the Tide for all seafood and the Sand when I'm dealing with other proteins such as chicken or pork. Be sure to check them out at materialkitchen.com and use code SIMMERDOWNWITHVIV for 10% off. Now go on with your bad self and get cooking in that kitchen.